Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is stoles. Grab yourself a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles and crochet hooks to join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zenzelo, and I serve as the pastor of Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon. And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, before we get into what exactly a stole is, uh-huh. just as a reminder for people, the whole reason we're talking about this is because you got a really pretty new one. <laughs> I did. We just had to talk about it. So it's that gorgeous. Said, yes, yes, and yes. we'll get into it because okay. that's the whole impetus for this. Yep. Let's take a step back then. And what is it? What is a stole? All right. So the stole is the long, scarfy-looking thingy that pastors wear. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you'll see them on a pastor when they have on their robe. Maybe they'll have the big, long scarf thingy on over top of their robe. Or maybe if they don't wear robes, we might wear them over a suit. Or if we're in public, if we're not wearing the robe, then we'll have the stole on. So the stole can be used in lots of different ways, but Mm -hmm. it's that thing that sits, the long scarf-looking thing. Not specific to a Lutheran denomination either. No, not at all. So if you've been to a church or seen a scene set with a pastor, Mm -hmm. you're going to have seen what this is. Oftentimes, yes. Okay. And we will try to make sure that there are some links to some pictures of stoles for people who might might want to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that even like... The Reverend past- Lovejoy yep. on The Pastor the Simpsons. and Simpsons is yep. wearing one, right? Like, they're very, very common. Catholic priests wear them when they're presiding. You see them on a lot of different folks. So there's the stole that hangs just around the neck and down, straight uh-huh. down. There's one that goes sideways, like a beauty pageant sash. Nice. Like that kind of sideways is a deacon's stole. So that's just a different kind of service. Mm-hmm. But the pastor's stole is the one that, in our denomination, you receive it at your ordination. Okay. And that's when you begin to wear a stole, is when you have been ordained. And during the ordination rite, after there has been the laying on of hands, and like a prayer over you, and an invocation of the Holy Spirit, a prayer for the Spirit to come Mm -hmm. and be with you, then the stole is gifted to you and placed on your shoulders with the verse... Share your burdens with Jesus, for my yoke is easy and the burden is light. So that's where the whole thing comes from. Mm-hmm. You are yoked to Christ. Oh, interesting. This is the physical symbol of your partnership and your yoking with Jesus for your ministry and your work. So it's a very formal symbol. So even still today, you can have a private confession with your pastor And that private confession, formal confession, is sacred Mm -hmm. and is fully confidential. So if you say something to me in a formal confessional time, Uh even if I am asked about it in a court of law, I have to maintain that confidentiality. Nice. Not just a Catholic priest thing, huh? Exactly. I cannot be forced to break that confidentiality at all. But... It has to be a very clear time. And so in order to make that very clear separation between just talking to me in my office Mm -hmm. versus formal confession time, putting on the stole and taking off the stole is the symbol. What you say to me when I am wearing this is confidential. What you say to me when I'm not wearing this in my office is not confidential. If I am asked about it, I will answer. 
So that's one way to use this as a tool to help people understand kind of what role and, and how things are playing out. Nice. Now, is it yours or is it the church's? It depends upon the location and okay. depends upon the pastor. So some pastors are lucky enough to have some that have been gifted to them personally mm-hmm. or they have made them themselves. And some pastors don't have those resources and churches have their own sets of vestments. I actually finally found Central Lutherans. Oh. So Central Lutheran does have a stock of chasubles and stoles. So the chasuble is like a really big tablecloth looking thing sure. that the pastor can put on. And then the stoles, the scarfy thing. So I finally found them there down in the choir room. Nice. Yeah. Are there typically a lot of them, or is it you get one for each season? One for each season. Pretty okay. typically, a congregation might own one per season. That is where we have mentioned stoles in the past, mm-hmm. because you will change it, at least for the color, depending on the season that you're in, correct? Correct. Unless there are some folks who have multi-season stoles, okay. that all the seasons are represented on the stole. And a lot of folks have them from, like, Guatemala. Sure. They have all the different colors within them, so they can wear them year-round. I do not have one of those. Are there rules? Around? What's allowed? Are there, like, it has to be this width, this length, made with this (laughs) material and this picture on it? Good question. No, not that I'm aware of. Okay. There are traditions, which can feel like rules. The main rule is don't wear it if you're not ordained. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And treat it with respect. Sure. You know, it's a sign of the office. It's a symbol of the office. It's a symbol of the call. And the piece about confession that I just shared, that's a rule. But as far as what it's made out of and how long it is and how thick it is, how wide it is, all of that is up for grabs. Hmm. So your imagination is your guide. Is it something that has to be specifically made by somebody who's been blessed? Nope. No. So there's not like one resource for all of these and you get what you get. (laughs) There are companies that certainly make them available. And there's, you know, your quick ship stoles that are available from Never gone looking, but I'm going to now because I'm (laughs) dying to know what these are like. (laughs) I mean, they're just your basic stock. Like Like stock photos kind of thing. The kind of stock photo version. Plain green fabric, embroidered cross on bottom. Here you go. Okay. Done. Right? So... There's some stock versions and some lesser expensive and some, and then you can get upwards to really, really spendy and custom and amazing and all kinds of different options. They're a little tricky to make. I've made several of them. They can be tricky mainly because you have to find a way to get them to hang around the neck Uh and stay in one place. So mm, like when I started fabric on the back is not so good. Huh? Exactly. Mm. So when I started making them, I traced a pattern off of one. So it's actually curved so that it'll hang. It's not just two straight pieces. Right? Sure. It's a little curved. And I was buying silk and satin for the back of it mm-hmm. to back it. Because I thought, oh, that's so beautiful. Well, and it's going to be it's lovely. Elegant it's and elegant. It's high end. Right. It's lovely. 
And it is the most slippery. <laughs> it won't stay in one place. So you end up all cattywampus mm-hmm. with like the part that's supposed to be behind your neck down on your shoulder and two feet longer on the left side than the right side. And you just look slovenly. And trust me, your members notice if you look <laughs> slovenly, says the one whose robe had a tear in it last Sunday. And many people have pointed it out. I meant to repair it. It was out of love. We just wanted you to know. <laughs> I know, I know. And it'll be fixed. But that's, you learn as you go. Sure. That having a grippy fabric on the back, mm-hmm. lining it with a cotton or lining it with corduroy. Mm -hmm. I don't know. You could line it with all kinds of things. The lent stole that I wear, the top layer is raw silk and the bottom layer is satin. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know about lining it to stiffen it up when I made it. Mm -hmm. So it's terribly floppy and horribly slippery. (laughs) It's just the most unruly stole in my entire arsenal of stoles. Nice. I'm guessing you would just belt that one. I do. It's the only one I wear underneath my belt, underneath my cincture. So you're talking about making these. Is there a set of images that routinely come up or anything that you shouldn't put on there? Well, let's talk about what's typically on there first. Typically on there, cross imagery is typically on there for a Christian pastor's stole. Makes sense. Lots of fish, lots of birds. That makes sense. (laughs) Right. If you've got someone who's going a little fancy, you might have the Cairo, which looks like a P and an X. Oh, sure. You're talking the Greek letters. The Greek letters, Mm -hmm. the Chi and the Rho, which make up the first letters of Christ. So it looks like an X and a P kind of overlapping one another. If you have someone who's having a little more fun with symbolism, you might have an anchor. Okay. Or you might have... A city skyline. Like sometimes I've seen some that are like the Bethlehem skyline for Advent, especially. Sure. Be like the Bethlehem skyline and then a big star on the shoulder kind of area. You might see camels if someone's getting a really fancy schmancy one. Some people have done more contemporary. I've seen a contemporary artist who's doing photo. Oh, interesting. Where they're adding, I don't know, pictures from newsprint and Mm -hmm. things like that on their stoles. So you can do all kinds of things. But mostly it's a lot of crosses, doves, (laughs) rainbows, sheep, maybe rainbows. Yeah. Nice. Sometimes it's just color and color play with no specific imagery on it. And that, I'm guessing, goes with the seasons? Yeah. So maybe you'll find a pieced green stole that's quilting pieced style kind of a thing. You can do all kinds of different pieces with that. So that's possible. I did a crazy quilt one once. So For I, a stole? Yeah, it's an advent stole. Uh-huh. And I found some hand-dyed silk and put that against a stiffer fabric and then crazy quilted it, so embroidered the edges mm-hmm. and added beading and stuff like that. But it's shorter than the stoles I normally like to wear. I do wear it at Advent now. but So then is there anything that you would caution people to not put on a stole? Well, I mean, it would be weird for me to put a roller skate on a stole. Because <sighs> that's about me. That's not about God. Okay. Right? That points to me as a person, not God. So the, the images that I have on mine, the purpose of them is to point towards God. 
mm-hmm. and to help me tell the story of God, not to tell the story of me. Okay. Although my ordination stole has a candle on it and a dove on it and flame on it. And all of that is very fitting to me and my understanding of call and my ordination text and those kinds of pieces. It points to the story of God, not uh-huh. to the story of Amanda. So I wouldn't put stuff that is just Pastor about specific. me and my, like I wouldn't put Doctor Who. Okay. The TARDIS is on my car, but I'm not going to put the TARDIS on my stole. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> well, let's then talk about this newest in your collection. Yeah. Because it was the whole reason I wanted to do this particular podcast. Sure. Because there is some pretty specific imagery in this one. It's a powerful piece. So I contacted a group of phenomenally talented stitchers. My sister has made many of my stoles. She is an incredible seamstress. Yes, she is. I've seen them and they are gorgeous. Yeah, she is just phenomenally talented. And so I contacted her earlier this year as I continue serving this congregation that cares so much about advocacy and about social justice. Mm-hmm. And I asked her and her cosplay friends if they would consider making a stole, designing a stole for me that was about this kind of work, about being advocates and, and allies within communities and looking to change the world. And so one of them, Vi asked me some questions about my ministry and about things that I care about and how I kind of view my ministry. Sure. And then they came back with stained glass. I'm seeing a lot of ideas about stained glass. Does that work? And I said, well, yes. It makes if, sense. If you're thinking about, you know, my understanding for my ordination text was to be, you're called to be a light. You're called to be a light in the world. Shine your light. You're even thinking of it way more eighth level English than I am. I'm coming at it from the Catholic standpoint of this is how they would tell the story to the illiterate people in the past. Totally. With their stained glass imagery. Right. And I am who I am, semiotician trained by Len Sweet, right? Mm -hmm. So I take that metaphor and jump through 18 hoops with it. And think about this call to be light and to shine through, right? Our call is to both be a window for God to be the light shining through us and to be light, to shine into the world. Mm -hmm. It's a both and. And so they designed the whole kind of yoke portion Mm -hmm. as a stained glass portion within a light source. And then the bottom are bars that have been broken. Mm-hmm. And that remarkably the, resemble crosses as well. Yes, that remarkably then resemble crosses. And then a host of birds flying from those broken bars. And my sister added chain to that. Mm-hmm. And so the broken bars and the broken chains, these birds flying up and away and towards the light. And each of the birds then is a different color Mm -hmm. and a different image. So there is a white bird and a black bird and there's a tan bird and there's a rainbow bird. Mm -hmm. And it's just beautiful. It really is stunning. It is so stunning. When you get something like this, Mm -hmm. do you have to bless it before you can wear it? 
I talk about gifts like this as being the gifts that ordain you. Mm -hmm. So there's the formal ordination. There's the formal, like you did your work, you get your party kind of a thing. And then there are these moments where you receive gifts from people or communities that I could not bless that gift any more than it's already been blessed by the gift that has gone into the designing and the creation of it. Mm -hmm. right? It is deeply holy because of who it has come from, not just that my sister, but that this community of amazing young individuals of multiple faiths and multiple traditions, mm -hmm. you know, it's just beautiful. So I could, I could absolutely bless it on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. But it's not required. But it's not necessarily required. I think in this kind of a, an instance, as the gift comes, it is blessed so deeply in and of itself already and also reminds me why I do what I do and that there are people that I serve who may not even be close by that are served by my ministry. So there are people who do this kind of thing. So teachers, right? As a teacher receives a gift from a student that affirms their call as a teacher, there are gifts like that that people receive. You don't need to re-bless that. Receive that as the blessing that it is and let it be the holy gift that it is. Excellent. Okay, then this leads me to my last question. And I want to bar you from being able to say this last one that you've gotten <laughs> is your favorite, but I'm not going to. I'm going to ask which is your favorite from your collection. It's like asking your favorite child. <laughs> I'm going to guess that it's not a green one because you wear the green ones more than anything else. Except that the one that Laura just made is green uh -huh. and she has made me another green one that has beetle wings mm -hmm. that make fish. That's also stunning. And I love, and I love that one. And I love my ordination stole and I love the black stole that was made with the runners from mm -hmm. my wedding because our colors were gray and so... I have a beautiful black stole that very few pastors get to have a black stole because they're expensive and you wear it one day out of the year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Pro tip, if you are going to give a stole. Give a green. Give a green. Give a green. Because it's worn the most. Yes. And you can have more than one green stole and be happy with that. So green is a good stole to give. Mm -hmm. Or purple. Purple can be cool to give too because at least that's six weeks. All but, right. So if you want to fancy and you want to go purple, purple can work too. But yeah, I it's hard to choose just one. I love all of mine. Oh, I'm really, fine. really, really blessed to have the collection that I have of sacred art. Fabulous. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us learn a little more about stoles. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And thank you for joining us. Go out there and have a look at some of this wearable liturgical art. See if you find something that strikes your fancy and that you're curious about. Or maybe even try your hand at making something. It would be interesting to see what folks come up with. Until we are back in your ears again, we would love to hear from you. If you can reach out to us at podcast at centralportland.org or leave us a review on iTunes. And remember, God loves you no matter what.